coming up on the Middle Class VO Podcast. So this person was once told by country music legend Pam Tillis while introducing her uh, at a three-day music festival that she said, why don't you just follow me around all day and just talk? If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explain a video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. Welcome to the Middle Class VO Podcast. Kevin Kilpatrick representing Nashville, Bobby in Cincinnati. Hi, Bobby. Hey, it is um, it is VO Atlanta week, virtually as we speak, so uh, it's been a crazy week. <laughs> so it, is, is, you've been listening to this, and of course it'll be, you know, a little bit later, but yeah, I don't, I, you're, not, you're not doing the virtual VO Atlanta this year, right? No, no, I didn't do anything uh, in that regard because honestly, I am holding out to see people in person. I really am. I don't blame you. It, it's totally, I'm, I'm going to admit, it's it's not the same. I mean, it, it, you see the people up there on Zoom and you are you can chat a little bit before the session start, but it's just not the same. It's There's not that ambiance and, you know, and, the, and just getting to physically hug somebody, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And learning in person in front of a coach is just amazing. You know, I've done the Skype ones, I've done the Zoom ones, and, you know, they're great, but there's nothing like being in the same room with somebody like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Bobby, I actually uh, am bamboozling you today. (laughs) Everything we talked about before rolling, everything we discussed is all a big ruse. Because today, (laughs) I'm introducing a new segment on the Middle Class VO podcast. Oh, no. And that is Mystery Guest. Should I be scared? (laughs) Do me a favor. Do me a favor, Bobby. And do not look at your screen. I I don't want you to see when this person is going to be admitted to the podcast. Okay? Okay. I'm I'm looking down. I'm 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 shaking. Uh, so stand by one second. Um, mystery did, guest. I feel it reminds me of that board game when I was little, the mystery date. Yeah, no, you, but you, but this is this is mystery guest, and so don't look at your screen, Bobby. I have uh, I have admitted this person into the <laughs> podcast, and I'm going to give you some clues about okay. this person. Okay. Okay. You ready? This like, can pers- I look at my screen yet? No, don't look <laughs> yeah. at your screen. Okay. Please don't, because I, I don't know how the I'm Zoom not, works I'm on not, that I'm side. I'm not, I'm not. Okay, I'm looking away. As long as you can't see the Zoom and who might be ad- admitted into the meeting. That's the only okay. thing I care about. So anyway. Okay, go ahead. Give me clues. So this person was once told by country music legend Pam Tillis while introducing her uh, at a three-day music festival that she said, why don't you just follow me around all day and just talk? This person's VO career started at the age of 13. This person once drove over 1,500 miles to audition for a part in an animation pilot episode. This person is a huge fan of that 70s show. And this person is also a big fan of a fresh wedge salad with blue cheese crumbles. (laughs) 
Bobby, do you do you have any any guesses? Male or female? I ain't telling you nothing. I'm gonna give you one more hint. I'm gonna give you one more hint. Go ahead. This person was once a finalist for a broadcast position with the Pawtucket, Rhode Island Red Sox, the AAA affiliate for the Boston Red Sox. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Rob Reed! Oh my god! <laughs> Rob! Welcome! I just, talked to, I just talked to him this week. That's I know! Funny. He told me. Blue cheese crumbles. Come on, that was a giveaway. Yeah, right. Everybody knows that interesting fact about Rob. What was this Pam Tillis again? You said it so fast. What was it? it it's I, apparently she probably was like, "Well, this guy's got a great art. This guy's got a great voice. Why don't you just follow me around all day and talk?" <laughs> Something like that, Rob. Yeah, oh, it was, I get it. it. It was very similar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you? <laughs> it's two of my best VO buddies. <laughs> I oh love yeah, this. I had I the idea to do this. Uh, uh, I, I listened to you guys. Ever listen to the Smartless podcast? No. no. It's got. Uh, it's with Sean Hayes, uh, Will Arnett, and Jason Bateman. And they, the three of them are besties, basically. And that's what they do for their episodes is every guest is a mystery guest. So I wanted to introduce that segment. So I'm giving them credit because I, I stole that idea. So, Bobby, I've been thinking about this a while. And I'm like, this is a great week to do it. And who, who better to do it me. than with Rob Reed? You got me. I have to say, Rob, this is, this is so interesting because I was in an X session for VO Atlanta last night. And there was a guy who was... Like Rob Reed the <laughs> second. Really? Uh -oh. Yes. He had that same, you know, cowboy, <laughs> Sam Elliott kind of. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wish Rob could hear this guy because oh, he's probably heard you somewhere. He's emulating you. <laughs> I once worked for a lady that uh, was at a restaurant in Mexico. They were on vacation and there was a guy at a table behind them that reminded her she said it could have been my voice twin so she recorded him oh, on her really? phone to play it to me yeah that's <laughs> so, so funny wow. that's a new competition on the horizon that's great <laughs> or not so great <laughs> before we get too far into this guys though let me do a little refresh a little reset here we're all radio folks and so we know what a reset is we've got to introduce rob rob has been on the podcast rob is a uh, working voice actor and has been doing it for quite some time now rob had a great career in radio and in some ways has his hand in radio with uh, radio imaging and consulting projects i think too a little bit here and there and, and other stuff and actually rob is going to share a story, Bobby, about what I was talking about earlier, about auditions and the pitfalls of getting too invested in a particular audition. Uh, we're all going to share those stories today. We are going to do that. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so Rob, welcome aboard. Thanks for uh, doing this with us. No, thank you. It's it's always a pleasure. I had such a blast the first time. I was, I thought, well, you know, I hope they ask me back, but it, it probably was not good enough to make the final cup. But here I am. This is Whatever. amazing. Who, Whatever. who said second chances don't happen? <laughs> is he Whatever. our first second timer? Um, <laughs> that that's impossible. Yeah, that's uh, that's like a little uh, amazing rhythmesis song right there. I think. <laughs> 
How about that reference? That's, that's digging deep. But no, uh, we actually, we had J.J. Wilson on. Yeah, that's uh, right. For, for, but, but Rob is our uh, second, second guest. Second, second so, timer. Something like that. And also, nice. we're going to get from Rob a, a Nightmare Sessions, because last time we, we surprised him with the Cold Read Challenge, and uh, he nailed it, of course. Um, you'll have to check out that episode. It, you just won't believe the words that were coming out of Rob's mouth. But it, it was all legit. But this time around, we are going to get uh, Rob on a nightmare session story where he uh, talks mm. about a session that couldn't have gone maybe uh, more wrong. <laughs> so, Rob, if, if uh, by the way, it is just for perspective, we are recording this. Uh, at the end of the work week, so yes. so Bobby, it's well past five o'clock your time. It's uh, approaching that here in the Central Time Zone. So I, Rob, yes, am having a <laughs> having a little sniff of the Four Roses. I ah. know he has a cocktail in his hand. I know it. <laughs> Who, Rob or me? Rob and okay. you probably. <laughs> Oh, guilty, guilty, my drunk guilty. buddies. Yeah. <laughs> well, end of a long work week, and, and thank goodness it was a long work week. And I had uh, a lot of stress this week that I'm going to kind of share a story uh, with you guys about. Well, you guys know I've, I've told both of you, but with the, with our podcast friends. But uh, Rob, I, I would like to start with you. You know, we talked about on the last episode, Bobby and I. We talked about auditioning and you know things that you can do to get better. Uh, we Got such great feedback on that episode. There are so many other things to unpack with regards to auditioning. One of them is the pitfalls of getting too invested in an audition. And you shared with me, Rob, a unique story that can apply. It's voiceover related, but it can apply to voiceover too. Would you tell us about the opportunity you had with the Pawtucket Red Sox? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it was was amazing. I had uh, got in touch with... Um, a sports agent who, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should mention his name or not, but. Nah, maybe um, not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we all think of sports agents, what comes to mind, right? Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Yeah, show me the <laughs> right. money. Uh, so this guy's name was Mike Maguire, and he was actually representing another friend of mine who had air checks that she needed digitized. And uh, so I, I helped her out, and which led me to meeting this uh, guy who said he was a, an agent that represented, you know, sports broadcasters. So as we're on the phone, he made a comment about my voice and asked me if I did any sports. And I said, well, sure. Yeah. About 25 years of, uh, you know, play by play in various sports. And so I sent him my stuff and we sent, we sent a demo off to, uh, the, the Paw Sox, as they're called in Rhode Island. And, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd been doing high school and college ball, maybe a half a season of uh, lower-level uh, minor league baseball back in the day, like 97 or 98. So it had been a while. Mm. And, uh, and, and then I made, I made like the semifinal list, and then I made the final list. And it was all I could, as I told you earlier this week, Kevin, it was all I could do. I, I was sick to my stomach all the time. It was churning. It's all I could think about. And of course, mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten to the world of voiceover where you know you send it and forget it. 
the general rule on auditions. Yeah. It ruled my life. And then there was a blit. There was a blizzard that year. It was it was the winter of 2013. So there was a blizzard in New England that delayed their decision. So it drug uh. on and it drug on. And on Facebook, they actually posted a picture of the all of the CDs that were on. The operate uh, the general manager's desk of all of these broadcasters that wanted to be a play-by-play announcer for the Paw Sox, and I saw my I saw my CD on the desk, and so you that did? made it even worse. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I had no business being in the the semifinals, and then so the semifinals the semifinals include <laughs> you're too kind. The semifinals included 25 applicants. There were over 200 for the job, I think, as I recall. And, uh, and, and, and so then I made the finals and, uh, somehow I called the agent at one point and I said, Hey, do I have a shot at this really? And he said, have you heard from them? And I said, no. And he said, well, if they, if they haven't called you because they call every single candidate to tell them whether or not they're still in the running or if, you know, they want to schedule an interview. And so I made it all the way to the finals. I didn't get an interview, but it ruled my life. It was so you think about spring training, the pitchers and catchers report in February, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that year, I mean, this went down to the wire. It was like the week the week before uh, pitchers and catchers report to spring training. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I was way too invested in that deal. <laughs> and I think about that anytime I audition these days in voiceover for for a for a you know something that I really want bad. I, I do my best not to think about it that same way, but no. yeah, that that was that was a lot of fun, and it would have been great, but um, wasn't meant to be. <laughs> How did you find out? Uh, they called me. Um, the general manager of the baseball team. Well, he didn't call. He emailed me and okay. said, you know, he was he was very impressed with my my uh, body of work. But they were going a different direction at the time, and uh, well, then then it come to find out, the one of the guys that was still on staff got hired by the Seattle Mariners, and so there were two openings. So the guys that they hired would later become the voice of the New England Patriots football, and the other guy became the voice of the Milwaukee Brewers after wow. their stay in Pawtucket. Wow! So, yeah, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> Stiff competition, Uh, I guess. Another level of competition for sure, yeah. (laughs) So close. And that's the way it goes. I mean, in our business, in in voiceover as well, it's like we think we crushed an audition, but look, you know, well, the one they hired was a different level. And and it could have been just nailing that one performance or, you know, it could have been a level of talent and experience too. Sure, yeah. What what about you, Bobby? We were talking about this a while ago uh, before I bamboozled you with Rob. Did did you think of anything in regards to being too invested in an audition at any point in time? You know, I don't know so much about an audition, but I, I thought of a couple of things that I really, really wanted it and gave it my best shot. And was so disappointed when, you know, you get that call or you get that email. And it both of them happened pre-pandemic, um, getting a, an L.A. agent. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I went out to L.A. And I, and I read for one agency and the interview went great, you know, and 
and they said, you know, we're going to be making decisions very, very soon. And, you know, it was just like two weeks later, and I, I got that that email saying, you know what, we were tapped out. We you you were one of the last interviews. Um, please try again. You know, in six months. And then I did it to a, a second agent, one of the top agents out there. And someone made a referral, and you know, I, I thought things were looking good. And once again, it fell through. And it's just like, oh, you know, you 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 get so pumped up, and then. And then it just like drops out. And then you have that, you know, imposter syndrome thing going on. But, you know, you just like you were saying before, you just you do it, you forget it, and you you try it again. But um, but as far as an audition, I literally got something and then it was taken away from me, which can happen if, you know, maybe that's why so <laughs> contracts are, are so big. But I've uh, had one of those. That's why I'm chuckling. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it but was it was a, a, a national ad for the the Biden campaign. And you know how much I love doing political. And it was yeah. a, a great year last year. Um, you know, thank goodness. But um, they they um, I got hired actually through pay to play for a national Biden campaign, which just shocked me. And um, and he said, we want to hire you. And um, I cut the spot. We were literally in a Source Connect session. You know, he says, I, we got everything we need here. And I reached out to him after not hearing from him for a couple of weeks and said, hey, I need to know where to send my invoice. I'd love to get a copy of it, obviously. We all want to do that. And he goes, oh, Bobby, you know, we also recorded a guy, and they decided to go with a guy on this. And I was like, I know. And and he, he goes, we will pay you a session fee, you know, which was nothing. But, um, yeah, it's like taking candy from a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I booked Bobby a, you know, similar story. I booked uh, – a session. I think it was for a corporate video, but it was a it was a decently paid corporate video, so it was nice to get. And you know, the session's booked. It's Source Connect, and I you know go back and reference my audition, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I I know why they like the old Kev man. This is solid. This is good. <laughs> so I get ready for the session, and I get dialed in, and the guys, you know, really nice, and uh, he's. I said. You know, I think it was like a 90-second corporate video. And I said, uh, yeah, how about I run this down for you, you know? And you just tell me what you like, you know? <laughs> and then I run it down, and he comes he comes back on the line. He goes, Kev, uh, can, you, uh, can, can you hold on uh, just a second? Uh-oh. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I wait, and I wait, and I wait. And... Uh, all of a sudden, something like the connection goes weird or something. And about that time, I get a call from uh, my manager at the time. And he goes, uh, Kev, yeah, sorry. They accidentally uh, put the wrong name down for the booking. But you are going to get a session oh fee out of this. <laughs> I remember you when you told wow. me about that. <laughs> I'm like, but I, I crushed it. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he can see this guy. He's going. How do I handle this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he just bailed. <laughs> he bailed, wussy. <laughs> it was kind of like hold on, and then they were gone. And I'm what? Like what happened? Like oh, you know, source connect. You know, V O M G. I'll piggyback on that about something that happened recently, and you, you guys both know Bobby. You know, is known uh, since March. 
But I saw uh, an opportunity to audition for the Tennessee Titans football team to be the public address announcer on Sundays uh, for their home games. So cool. Wow. And I thought, nice. oh, my gosh, you know, uh, I am hugely qualified for something like this with my radio background, my sports broadcasting background, and, you know, my voice acting uh, work and anything. And you and play so, ball. Yeah. <laughs> and I play ball and, you know, and, and you know. In Magnolia, Arkansas, I was all-conference honorable mention. I don't know if I've told you guys that. It, it, it made the Magnolia Banner news at the time. So there's that. Deb, but anyway, so, so, Deborah told me you still have that trophy in your bedroom. Is that true? Oh, I do. I, I, keep, I keep it to, remi- to remind myself of how awesome I once was. <laughs> but so I submit... And, um, and, I, and I'm submitting with all the confidence in the world because I sent them uh, a voiceover demo sample that was the more, because one of the things they would, would require of you is to be able to do voiceover from home. And I'm like, got that, crushing that, sports background, nailed it. And, you know, just the radio broadcasting stuff. I've been on stage in front of thousands of people at a time, you know, and whipped crowds into frenzy and all that radio stuff that you do. And I felt really qualified. Um, so I submit my stuff, and I'm just waiting for the offer, almost. Yep. Almost. Yep. Mm. Um, and then I get an email that says, Kevin, we were very pleased that to see your submission. Um, we're going to have live auditions uh, you know, coming up in, in the middle of April or whatever it was. And I'm like, great. You know, I, I didn't expect anything less. And I know this is going to sound so cocky. But this is how, you know, well-qualified I feel I am for, for this. So I, uh, you know, get the notice. Congratulations, you're a, a semifinalist. You're in the last 20. We've had hundreds of auditions or hundreds of submissions. You're among the last 20. And I'm like, I know. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's terrible, though. But this is, but th- y- you guys tell me, don't you think that's the way you have to feel about these yeah, kinds of absolutely. opportunities? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because I know I'm sounding like a an a-hole, but I, I, that's how good I felt about it, guys. So I, uh, oh, and so I am in knots, stomach in knots for weeks until I get the notice that, hey, you are in fact auditioning. Your audition time is Monday night, April uh, 12th, whatever it was, at 740. I get there an hour ahead of time. Thank goodness I do because there's six pages of script. I've been practicing all around in, in my booth, in the car, in the truck, in, in the shower, everywhere. <laughs> and so, and I'm, I've researched the crap out of these people, all the powers that be. So I know them. And so I'm familiar with them and all this stuff. I do my homework. I do a crap ton of research on PA announcing. And I honestly get to the audition and I feel like I gave it my best and I did my best. I feel like I did as best I could. And I'm like, and they liked me. And some of the comments that I heard, I made them laugh. Um, yeah, because you, you get to meet the judges me. afterwards, right? <clears throat> yeah, the judges, you know, and they had a celebrity judge, Mandisa, who was uh, a, a finalist on, or one of the finalists on American Idol season five, I think. But anyway, she, she's very well known around Nashville and very well known that she's a big Titan. She's a Titan super fan and all this kind of stuff. So she was one of the judges and there's four other judges. And uh, I knew three out of the five. Anyway, great exit interview, all that good stuff. And uh, 
I'm waiting to hear the call that I've made it to the top five. And the call comes, and I'm excited. And I start hearing this tone like the rejection. You hear it. Mm, and and yeah. you're like, and I'm like, and, and he's about to say unfortunate, and he says, unfortunately, you mm. aren't one of them. And he said, you know, that we could actually see using you in some other capacities. And I'm like, well, <laughs> there's that. But <laughs> he was kind. But it was, man, I, you talk about disappointed. And you guys, you know, the Paul Tuckett Red Sox and Bobby, you with the agent. Mm-hmm. It, it had to have been a very similar thing. And, ooh, it took me about, it happened earlier this week. And it took me about two good days to go, Kev, knock it off, you know. You you are so blessed. You have so many great things in your life. And this it was just a refocus on my voiceover career, too. One door closes, another opens. It's gonna happen yeah. in some in For some sure. way. Yeah. yeah. That's get worthy. What else about auditions? What can we think about are some of the things that we're making casual mistakes? You know, one of those is, you know, the pitfalls of getting too invested. But you know, in this VO world, Rob said it earlier, we gotta send it and forget it. Um, what are some of the other pitfalls? One of mine is not taking enough time to really get to know the copy. What about you guys? Sometimes it's taking too much time to get to know the copy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can see that as well. And you start getting in these uh, cadences and these patterns where you're sounding the same every single time. Yeah. Uh, and I and I I get in my head when I look at the copy. And I actually took a session this week at VO Atlanta about getting out of your head. And I, I wrote down a lot of notes because I think they're really going to help. But you overanalyze things and you yeah. you think you know what they want. And then when they throw in the celebrity, um, us, oh, you yeah. know, who, who they want you to send. Those references. Yeah, the references. And, and you're thinking, oh, gosh, I got to sound like, you know whoever and and that's not what they want but that's in your head and then it, it's there's just too much up there and yeah i think sometimes you can uh to to what i s- mentioned earlier about maybe spending too much time on on the copy lots of times I, I and i and i've heard some coaches and casting directors say this too that lots of times your first read through is spot on mm-hmm. because you you're not thinking about it it's your natural instincts on the character yep. or whatever that might be. But you're right. When they mention – when there's a celebrity reference, I think, at least for me, I'm like, okay. Oh, Then I listen back and I'm like, ah, I don't sound at all like J.K. Elliott right there. Not at all. <laughs> Do both of you guys um, start rolling even before you've read the – Oh, yeah. Abs- I do. Yeah. Uh, same here. I've got a bad habit of that. Just starting to record and then just kind of going over the copy the first time. I think my mindset in that is like, well, what if I capture, you know, magic in a bottle right there, you know? Uh, But then I'm like, well, that's garbage. You're stumbling and you don't even know what you're saying. So that's, that's one of the pitfalls for me. But sometimes that's a good thing. And on the, on the remark about the references, I think I, and I, and I wish I could give credit to whoever told me this not too long ago. But they said, give yourself permission to do a bad impression of somebody. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so like, have you ever been in working on an audition and you go, you know what comes to mind is John O'Hurley as Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. Uh, I think I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to do that. Sophisticated yet different without making a huge fuss about it. 
And then when you hear it, it's so bad that you don't want to do anything with it. Well, the casting directors or whoever's going to be listening to the audition, we hope, um, right. they don't know you're trying to do Jay Peterman True. from Seinfeld. <laughs> so you know, this, <laughs> this person, and again, I, I wish I could remember who told me that, but to give yourself permission to do a bad impression, sometimes that's a blessing in disguise, maybe. That's interesting. That is a unique take on that. What about age specs? Do you pretty much follow what oh, you yeah. think you're capable yeah. of, or do you try to squeeze in a younger demo or an older demo? You know, and I had this conversation with a coach not not very long ago, um, and it wasn't regarding that. It was more regarding um, being an all-encompassing, you know, if they're looking for um, all races, right? And Lots of times I will say, okay, I'm the old white guy. There's no way I would ever land that. I'm not even going to read for it. Yeah. And she said, why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you pre-qualifying? And I think in some instances that works with age also, but not always. But I'm, I'm like that, Bobby. Uh, for me, I don't know about Kevin, but when I find something that says mid th- a guy in their uh, mid-30s even, that's 20, 20 years younger than I am. I don't even try lots of times. Hmm. Uh, I always go for and, and that may be wrong. Uh, that may be entirely the wrong angle. Did you have this did both of you have this deep voice in your in your early 30s that it, it's believable? <laughs> okay, Bobby, in this room I don't have a deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> Mine changed at 12. It got deep at Are 12 you serious? years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom was like, "Hey, mom, like, are we going to the roller skating rink?" Yeah. <laughs> just happened all at once. <laughs> I have something to say, but I just can't say it on the show. <laughs> You're like the guy from the Oak Ridge Boys. Um, bop, mow, mow. Twelve. That cracks me up. But you know, you know, remarkably, most of the stuff that I book is not in that voice. And it's not about voice, so I don't really ever think about it. It's more, you know, it's more of the acting side yeah, of it. Character. But uh, yeah, what is it? Are you <laughs> do? What, where do you, where do you find Rob? What what is a pattern that you do see with your bookings? A penny for your thoughts. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I think for me, you know, for so long, coming from a background in radio, there was always this uh, projection. And I think once I learned to not project and let my, my microphone do its work, I think mm-hmm. that was that was like when the light came on, or at least when things started happening uh, differently for me. Um, and, and lots of times when friends would see things that I had posted online or that I shared, they were like, that's not, that's not you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but again, I don't think it's about the voice at all. Right. No. But with regards for you, because everybody's hearing you and they're like, "Wow, this guy's got a you know a great voice, lots of resonance." Um, but and there's a unique you know Texas kind of vibe there as well. But as far as your bookings go, um, to give you an example, like over the last year or so, I seem to have booked you know some stuff that where there was some improv involved. Or, you know, the the really fun, goofy kind of thing. So what about your bookings? Have you seen any kind of patterns in that regard with types? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Especially, especially when the in the last year or two, everything is very um, dramatic mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. you know filled with emotion, and it's not it's not the kind of guy that I really am. I mean, I'm kind of lighthearted and have a lot of fun, and, and a, lot of, a lot of the stuff that I'm booking these days is really heavy-handed and emotional. So okay, it, it's, I mean, some of it. So you're, you know, you're acting. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> how about that? Exactly. <laughs> Look at me, Ma. <laughs> what about you, Kev? Yeah, you. Well, well, no, that, that's what I, you know, I was going to say was, you know, like some of the stuff where I was able to improv and uh, ad lib and just kind of go like this or go like this. Hey, how's it going? You know, just where I can go up and down mm, and, and, yeah. and show kind of my, you know, a little bit of my goofiness. Uh, I've seen some stuff where I've, you know, gotten some footing in bookings in that regard. Hmm. Bobby? Bobby? <laughs> Smoky and sultry, right? Smoky and no, sultry. No, I don't, I don't book that. I, I, I book so much healthcare stuff lately. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, COVID, you know, of course brought that out, but... You know, the, I just got off a session before we got on here, and it was a doctor um, who is OBGYN doctor. And they just wanted me to talk about, you know, hey, if if I, you know, I, I gave birth to my child here, so I've been there. I understand. So it's, the, it's that compassionate, you know, trusting, um, you know, Warm. confidence. It, 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 mom rolls too. I mean, it's 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 mm. pretty close to my personality. I, I'd love to book something just totally different and fun. You know? Yeah, like a bad Sandy. Bad Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> From Greece. <laughs> I don't think Rob knows that story, does he? No, I don't know that story, but it's funny. Bad that was Sandy. in a session. This guy told me to be a bad Sandy. <laughs> wow! And I think, but I get you, that because how did you Bobby's personality is such? I thought it was how did, hilarious. How did how did Bobby go to bad Sandy? I, I mean, well, I started off with some expletive I can't even remember at this point, but he's like, "Yeah, it's bad Sandy." <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, well, so so this kind of wraps up. That, that puts a bow on kind of the uh, audition talk and, um, you know, avoiding some pitfalls and uh, watching for those patterns of success and making sure that you're reading for all of those types that come across your inbox. Uh, before we go, Rob, would you please favor us with a story of a, a session that may not could have gone more wrong, and we call this segment... Nightmare Sessions. Nightmare Sessions. <laughs> uh, yeah, and 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 I won't I won't mention any names. I was in a session for a uh, I believe it was a like a plumbing heating uh, plumbing and heating uh, service related contractor business, and uh, the the client. So I'm on with the client and the producer at the same time, and the and the client is. It's the second time that week that we had recorded for a different client this time, but still in the same industry. And he's 20 minutes late to the session, first of all, which was highly Mm -hmm. disrespectable, I thought. Yeah, Um, exactly. 
And, and then on top of that, when we got to the end of the session and I said goodbye, the producer didn't disconnect me. <laughs> oh, no. They're about to talk about you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. You're and, it, and it was not good. Um, what did they say? It was not good at all. But, but they had, they, apparently they did end up using it because I did get paid for, for the session. And it was, it was a 10-second tag or maybe a 15-second spot. I can't remember for sure. But at the end, the guy was like, wow. Well, I don't felt like I don't feel like that was very effective. Oh. And the producer oh. and the and so what do you do as a talent at that point was a good question. I'm here. Right? You should say, should I disconnect now, guys? <laughs> right. That's what I should have done. That, yeah. How do you really Sp- feel, dude? <laughs> yeah. He said I could have gone to the radio station to find a guy that would have had that read. Oh, that's awful. Well, it was really at the time, and I'll be completely honest, it was very, very difficult for me to go, well, how about bringing some decent copy to the session? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but but I immediately, it, it destroyed my entire week. I'm sure. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. And so, I mean, I call my mentor and I call my coach and I'm like, what do I do? And they said, well, first of all, you weren't supposed to hear that. So just act like you didn't hear it. But I did hear mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. you know, it was, that was, for me, my biggest nightmare session that I've ever had. It was awful. I, I can <laughs> yeah, that's But you got paid, so that's the good thing. <clears throat> I did get yeah. paid. Well, it took 90 days, but I did get paid. And, and uh, you know, I was hoping that at some point that would continue to be an ongoing deal because the guy handled a lot of the stuff that I felt like I was right for at the time. So it was very dejecting, and, uh, you know, it took me a little while to get over it. But it happened, and that that's my <laughs> my nightmare story. Now, I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to know the answer to this because I, I feel like, Rob, that you are a fairly competitive person. Did that light a little fire under you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, it, it lit a fire, but but it also really put a lot of doubt in my head for a while. I mean, it 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 screwed me up bad for, for quite a while. And... Um, and and you shouldn't let that happen because it's always subjective. It's just like if if you're auditioning for something and you've got, you know, 10 different people that are going to listen to your 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 audition, every single one of those 10 is going to have a completely different take on what you gave mm-hmm. or what you yeah. created. So I think at least for me that was uh, but you're right. It 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 did light a fire. Ooh. <laughs> Well, we're glad you're still here, yeah. man, in the yeah. voiceover yeah. world. <laughs> you're extremely talented, man, and, and I, I, I've heard some of your stuff lately that you've been posting on social media, and it's it's phenomenal work, man, and I'm so happy to know you and, and so happy that you were on the podcast today. No, it was my pleasure. I was so excited when, when we were talking just with a little catch-up. We hadn't talked since the new year. And uh, when you asked me to come on, I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. I what a great surprise. I'm so glad you guys show, did this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be my husband, Kevin. 
<laughs> like, please don't put him on there. <laughs> is, is he a fan of the wedge salad with blue cheese crumbles? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, Rob, thanks again. Uh, Rob, what, what's your website? So if anybody wants to get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's robreedvo.com. Excellent. You can see a lot of Rob's work, and uh, he'll have booking uh, questions answered right there, and you can reach out to him right there. Bobby, hey, how about those reds? (laughs) Thanks. He just blew my Hey, they're doing better than my Cardinals right now, so. (laughs) They've had a bad streak. It's okay. It's okay. It's early. Well, it's it's been a lot of fun, and uh, Rob Reed, thank you once again, and uh, we shall be talking to you soon, okay? All right. I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Bye. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's hair and makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.